This is episode 221 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dio Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel Rusty Manzano. Yeah, so it's been uh, officially, uh, what is it like? When when was the la- the tournament that, um, not the not Jetta, the one before Jetta? That's been like almost a month, right? Three weeks or a month. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. So that's the last time I even turned on tabletop. So it's I'm feeling really rusty. So well, I mean, you, you were you were moving and and all, all the other stuff, so it's gonna be understandable. Still rusty. <laughs> Who else I mean, are we going by? That that's it. That's it. At least for right now, that that's it. Uh, it is just me and Marcel today hanging out. I'm trying to get a, a cool view for our people at home. Trying to see if we can maybe figure something out here. That looks all right. Let's see. We'll max this out and we'll slide it over. There you go. Oh. All right. Cool, 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 cool. So, we'll um, we will be taking you on your audio journey today. And talking about the things that we're going to talk about. Which are, first, Episode 3 of Gold Squadron Paint Wars comes out tomorrow, Tuesday, August 10th at 7 p.m. Central. Make sure that you're in the chat talking to me and anybody else in the crew who's going to be there. I will be there in the premiere chat. You can already, you can already, you can type exclamation point PW or click the link in the description below and um and be be ready click the reminder so that you know what's going on um as for what is a ship and what is the prompt you're just gonna have to go find that out for yourself i did reveal it over the weekend the uh the ship i gave clues about the ship and i revealed the prompt but you can see right now um on youtube that the prompt is mordor oh is that the prompt mordor yeah So, um, I'm not, you know, in a, in a very selfish, uh, question, I'm not exempt from like trying to win those. Right. Because <laughs> I know usually like the rigged hashtag, like I get it. Right. But I was, uh, like really hoping I, I, I won either Evans or, um, like one of those, like, I was like, I want that. <laughs> But no, you, 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 it is, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Right. Like teach, you know, like t-shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah that yeah, I'll, like, pa- I'll good, pass those on. But the, I think I got a couple. The, 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 the re, you know, the, the big prizes, I ain't, I ain't going to do you like that. Hashtag rigged yeah. or not. Yeah, All right. Yeah. They have no way to I prove can, it. They got no, no way to no, prove no. it. No, no, no. I mean, they don't know what slides under the, under the door. That's right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just found its way there. Alrighty, so um, that's happening, and then this last weekend we had the Jetta Galactic Championship Qualifier, so uh, if you were uh, watching, we had a bunch of players, there was 190-something people signed up, I think we ended up with about 170 people actually playing. 
which was great. And AMG released some new spoilers for a couple of pilots. So we're going to be talking about those first. But before we jump into that, I want to remind you that our podcast episodes are brought to you by our GSP patrons. Becoming a patron makes you a part of the largest group supporters that GSP has. Patrons have access to patron-only channels on our Discord. And depending on what level you are, you get quarterly gifts. The next wave comes out in uh, in a few months, and it features Shadow Squadron, a set of Imperial pilots that you, patrons, get to choose. So go to patreon.com slash goldsquadron to become a patron today. And thank you to everybody who has already done that. Really, it does make a massive difference. Yeah. Uh, make sure you throw William on there quick because he just jumped on because oh. he still has the pillow face marks on the <laughs> side so before those pillow marks <laughs> all right i'm gonna i'm gonna have to change change scenes here real quick let's let's see we'll... yeah, okay. yeah uh, hold on. is it the a people... pillow or is it a couch were you sleeping on the bed or on the couch uh you you, you close your eyes for a moment and <laughs> <laughs> The moment lasts a little bit too long. <laughs> a moment lasts forever. There's a song, <laughs> some, some song like that, right? Anyway, you know what? So, something super random I want to bring up as as Will brings his, his sunlight, his, his eyes brighten. Um, I watched an awesome movie this weekend. Uh, it's a cartoon. If you're into cartoons and you like musicals on Netflix, this movie called Vivo. Okay? Vivo. It's awesome. Ten out of ten, five stars. Do recommend. Uh, great music. Awesome story. I cried several times. It was. It was. It was good for the soul. It was good for the soul. Would recommend. No, not Vivo Las Vegas. Get out of here, first time caller. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go to your room. Anywho, would recommend. But we're gonna start by talking about those two new pilots that AMG uh, released on their social media platforms today. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with Nightfall. Let me go ahead and switch screens so that everybody at home can see it. There it is, Nightfall. This is one of the tie. They're both tie whispers that got revealed today. Though, I want to take a quick time out. Um, if any of you are wondering about, you know, uh, uh, let me let me rewind. We've talked several times that the bases that have been used in all the pictures don't have the X, the arc X that's required for the ships. Um, every post I've seen, people are out there asking, "Hey, have you noticed this?" And AMG has just not responded to any of them. Like I've been actively looking to see if maybe they've 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 been been like, oh, don't worry about it, or everything's gonna be okay. There hasn't been anything. So if you're worried, if you're wondering about that, um, if, if you yeah. if you ignore it long enough, the problem goes away. Right. <laughs> That's how it works, right? That's how. I mean, ostriches are still not extinct, so. Right. There must be some truth to it. Uh, <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start here with Nightfall Initiative for the nine, uh, 709th Legion Veteran. The ability, after you fully execute a maneuver or perform a boost action, each ship you moved through gains two jam tokens. 
Initial reactions. Ooh. Initial reactions. What do you What do you thinking, Marcel? Uh, um, I'm, of course, I'm loving it. Uh, I'm I'm loving it, but also just make sure that people people read it clearly before they start making their first builds. It's each ship, not each friendly, uh, each enemy. That includes yourselves, your not yourself, but your friendly ships as well. So you can double jam your friendly ships as well. However, uh, as we'll find out later, that's not always a bad thing because some ships gain benefits from being jammed, which we'll learn later. Uh, and of course, you know, um, just being able to move through a ship, jam it twice, or even land in front of it, and then boost past it, jam it, and then rotate backwards to to still get your shots on target uh, against the double jammed ship. Um, just a, a whole ton of shenanigans. And then, of course, if you add the configuration that, that gives you um, the ability to jam, you can run through, you run past something and then still jam something else. I mean, this is just going to be a jam fest. Um, I love it. I mean, after after we're done with all these, I, I, I want to kind of talk to you guys a little bit, just even for just a few minutes. Like, um, what... I mean, this is a. These are going to be big game changers because tokens are basically. We're in token stacking world, and now all of a sudden you're going to have 10, 12 jam tokens laying around, like being being tossed left and right. Uh, so the Harris and the token stackers of the world are going to be a little bit struggling. Even Sunter felt like, poor Sunter. I mean, <laughs> Sunter's going to have a hard time. Uh, so does that mean any? force pilot just automatically the you know the value of force just shot up exponentially you know? i mean yeah <laughs> this is crazy it, but yeah this is this is this is an awesome awesome card um not card pilot uh the initiative is is decent at four uh that's that's kind of where where like the heavy hitters are right now anyway um yeah, I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Will? Are, are, did you wake up yet? Are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm up. Okay. Uh, what this uh, What this reminds me of is you're you're actually alluding to it with the flyover and rotate is starboard slash starboard um, jam. Yeah, starboard jam exactly. Um, and yeah, I would agree that the the initiative is uh, just right. So you're moving before aces can move, so they can't do anything about it but you have the potential to boost like through uh, lower initiative ships as well. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of jamming. I don't know if it's going to be as easy as people think it was. We all thought Starboard Slash was just going to be, oh yeah, you just fly through people. Of course. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I look how that turned out. Who's flying Starboard Slash still? Nobody. Yeah, but I mean, I think the ability is a little... A, a little better here like if, if you if you trigger a strain it's like okay whatever especially if you trigger a strain on a high initiative ship you're like eh, mm -hmm. whatever i'm just doing a blue maneuver anyway so like zero mm -hmm. impact uh this the impact on this is much much greater i mean double jam that's yeah uh, two jams that's yeah, fair I mean, vader I said <laughs> one jam yeah like be both, both x1 and defender vader are looking at 
nightfall across the board and saying that's target number one yeah that that's that's a big uh-oh because you're gonna you're gonna have to account for for that every single turn till it's gone right because these things are maneuverable they're gonna be able to move in and out and there's also some some self-defensive options as well we were we've looked at the uh the enhanced jamming suite which we can we can re uh re-look at that you can end up uh you know, possibly going over other friendly, um, other friendly tie whispers that are that are carrying this, and, and triggering that last clause while you defend, or sorry, uh, while setting up some somebody else that has th uh, this card, you can end up giving them an extra green tokens or something like that. Yeah. So I'll go go back to Earth for a second. There's no limitation on this, right? So if you go over a ship it gets two jams. And then if you boost through a ship, it gets two jams. And then if you jamming sweet, link it into a jam action, you can be handing out five jams a turn, potentially. Bro, you can jam. You, if you go yeah, I mean, diagonally, you could jam three. You might be able to jam three, four ships with a boost. Yeah. Yeah. Swarms are not going to be heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to get the black in. Nope. And then with the rear arc, I mean, you really have very little penalty to just shoot past something. Um, yeah, that's true. You can boost rotate like um, without the jamming suite. And you know what? Uh, Nick Tobin in the chat pu pu putting out something that that might make some consideration. He says twenty-two and a half degree setup? Question mark. Might be legitimately the first pilot that makes you go. I think I might do that on purpose, you know, just to have that little bit of a different angle so you're crossing more bases. It's it's definitely pretty interesting. Of course, the disadvantage here is the initiative. It's going to struggle possibly a little bit against aces, but it has a tool because if he can go faster than the aces and go above them, then, um, you know, you're at least giving those aces some trouble. So you're going to have to watch out for Nightfall. I, I do – I like this one a lot. I think this is my favorite one so far that we've talked about. Well, we also had the Kylo. Well, yeah, that one's really good. Too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's look at uh, at the other ace that was uh, – another other ace. The other Thai Whisper that was revealed, Whirlwind. What does this say here, Will? Whirlwinds, uh, this is initiative three, reap what you sow. Uh, before you engage, you may remove any number of jam tokens. Then you may gain one focus token for each enemy ship that has you in its front arc. So this one, this one tripped me up actually. Uh, to clarify, do you have to remove jam tokens to gain focus tokens? Yeah, I think... Um... There, there was because the, the then there, then you may. There was a um, and well for starters you can't remove zero anymore because of that whole focus thing you can't spend yep. zero focuses so you have to re have at least one jam token to remove. Um, but I it, to me it sounds to me it reads like a and if if like a step one step two, right? It's you remove your jam tokens, then you can trigger the next ability, which is um, you can get focus tokens for each ship that is in your front arc. I mean, that, that, you, that you are in their front arc of. 
And you only have to remove one jam token, then you get all, you know, if you're in front of a eight ship swarm, you, you're getting eight focus tokens, uh, oddly enough. But the other part that, going back to your, um, you know, like two separate, you know, conditions, like the first condition triggers, then the second, is the basically, even if you, you're not in nobody's, you're not in anybody's arc, you still lose the jam token. I mean, at that point, I don't know how much it matters, but you still lose it. I guess it no. can matter if you got, like, Tabson or something, and Tabson can coordinate a token over to him or something. Now, there there are some of some people in our audience are bringing up uh, Zam Wessel's condition card as an example that possibly these might be two independent triggers because there's not a if you do clause in there. It's just a then. So it's similar to with Zam. You don't have with uh, you should thank me. You don't have to switch the lock in order to gain the charge. Mm -hmm. Right, so if we look at the the language of uh, of you should thank me, let me go ahead and pull that up here. You should thank me, X Wing. So right here, I know that may be a little bit small for some folks. Um, it says. After you defend with Zam Wessel, recover one charge, period, then you may acquire a lock on the attacker. Now, the question, of course, um, is, like, this is two separate sentences versus Whirlwind. It's where it's the same sentence. It's very similar, but it's going to definitely come down to a judge call. I could see yeah, it but... being called either way, but I think it's it's – Either way, it's good. I will. I will yeah, say the, that. The, the way I see it is, you cannot even comparing it to the Zam one. You cannot mm -hmm. get the target lock unless the beginning of that triggers, which is, you know, you 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 defended like that's right. Some, something so, triggered before the then being able mm -hmm. to occur. There is nothing. But isn't the trigger engaging here? You may yeah that that can look at it that way too because yeah, you could read the sentence without the space without the words in between those commas right that's very Before true you engage you may you gain may one... gain one focus token okay so if you yep. have no jam tokens and you just bumped you just would automatically get focus tokens anyway for being in the front of the arc potentially yeah that 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 sounds i mean I guess it sounds some judges good. Kept, yeah, I guess some judges might might allow it. I I, I got a feeling it's it's it might be contentious. I'm curious how the Illuminati will go, and then, um, but it definitely doesn't seem as intended. It definitely feels like the intention there was um, get you know remove a jam in order to to get focus token. So if you bump, there is no benefit. But I, but I, he, the one of the things though is, I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning to, towards the way Will said it is like looking at that middle, um, looking at that middle, that middle section as kind of, it's not necessarily step one, step two, especially because it says may, like you may do this thing, then you may do this thing. It's just kind of like option one, option two. You can take both if you'd like. A couple of folks are saying to pull out uh, spare canisters. Let's go ahead. Yeah, I was reading spare parts canisters. They're referencing the action, spend one charge to drop one spare parts, comma, 
then break all locks assigned to you. Uh, I could see the argument there that, yeah. But but see, the, the trigger there, though, is the action. You start spending the action, and you go through the syntax of spending the charge. But see, the, because there's nothing before that, you know, it doesn't say if you're in any arcs, you may spend one charge, blah, 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 blah. So I don't, I don't know if that's the best example, X, Y. Yeah, I'm going to go with, if, if I'm, I'm going to go on the, the peop, uh, judges will allow it. Like they will allow if you bump and have nothing to still get the focus tokens. Uh, but that it may, actually, you know, you can't even say it may be eroded because it's not as intended. Because the people who are interpreting whether it's intended or not are not are no longer there. Right. Uh, AMG didn't intend anything. They didn't build this. Didn't right. It's this. very so true. There is no intention. The intention I mean, is uh, somewhere else. I mean, essentially, D and Chris Mitchell are the ones who are going to get to the side since they're in charge of the rules forum anyway. So I would. I think the safest way is to assume that you need to have a remove jams, and then it only gets better rather than thinking it's yeah. the best. And it gets worse. So start okay. with assuming you got to remove jams. And then if they turn around and say, nah, those are independent statements, then it just gets better. So, but I, I will, I will say that either way, especially, um, like, I think either way, this is going to be really good though. If they are independent systems, uh, independent clauses that can, can trigger independent of each other this this initiative three whirlwind is is almost a no-brainer to take yeah. if the price is right so i'll give you another example of why you know in my in my mind it's definitely just not a uh not the way it should be and if if it is selected that you can you know that they're independent that it should be eroded is it meant i mean you can because you're not having to get rid of a jam token means you're not jammed which means you can move, evade, and then get, get a bunch of focus tokens. So now you're evade and focused. Or you can move target lock, and now you're target lock focused. Um, so, I mean, yeah, or you can... Yeah. So it just it just opens up things that you know are not intended. Like, you know they did not want you to go move, you know, become a defender. Okay, I'm going to move. I'm going to evade, and then I'm going to get five focus tokens on top of that. Or I'm going to move target lock and get two or three focus tokens. I mean, even this with advanced optics already is guaranteeing two hits almost every time. Uh, and, and still having tokens for defense, especially against swarms. So, again, actually, feel, uh, one thing, right. Catherine Nexeta did po point out something. Um, that the ability essentially could could read before you engage, uh, you are Luke Skywalker. <laughs> no, one the force does not equal one focus. There I know is a you're better than Luke Skywalker. <laughs> there's a significant difference between force and 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 the other thing is Luke has to be shot. This one doesn't. This one just has right. to be in that in those arcs, and it doesn't have to be in the firing arc. It's in your front base. So if you got a bow tie that's facing mm -hmm. sideways, you're still getting those tokens. So you're not getting right. shot, and, and but you're still picking up the um, the focus tokens or token for it. 
So it, it it's it's crazy good. Uh, and I hope they that it's ruled that you need to have a jam in order to start the the trigger. <laughs> Sorry, Chunky Weevil. Did you, you you see that one there, Will? <laughs> Chunky Weevil says, before you engage, give significant opportunity to be initiative killed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he does only have two agility. That is the other thing is defensively, yeah, it yeah, does only have two agility. It does. And you can also do something like, um, you know, it's not going to be flying by itself. It's, it's, a, it's a good candidate to take benefit from Swarm Tactics. Right. I was going to say, is this a Swarm Tactics uh, Yeah, there person? are, you know, get Midnight or get, like, you know, uh, Hollow. Quick Draw? Whatever, Quick Draw. Just go Joust this and Quick Draw together? Yeah, like, who do you want to shoot? That's true, yeah. The, the disadvantage here being that you do have to have Engage. So if you never reach that Initiative 3, it never happened. So... Yeah, it, you see what you get, but also could be a candidate, I think, for again going back to the to the enhanced jamming suite. If you're just like, yeah, give me give me all the jams, I have the extra defense, and then you just shrug those off. Because I think that that might have been the intent is like making this one really work well with the enhanced jamming suite. It's like jams, get rid of them. Now I got focus, you know. But you know, we'll have we'll have to wait and see how that works out. I think at the very least it would be a an interesting, an interesting pilot. Um, should we cover the enhanced jamming suite again? They really they released a high def version of it. But so anybody who didn't see enhanced enhanced jamming suite, um, it is a configuration. It's a it's real configuration <laughs> it's real. with the text slot. Tie whisper only gives you focus to jam, uh, link to jam. These are all white, by the way. Focus to jam, barrel roll to jam, boost to jam, or just jam. And the ability says, while you jam, you can choose yourself or another ship. While you defend, if the attacker has no green tokens or there is a jammed ship in the attack arc, you may roll one additional defense die. So. Uh, I can't wait to fly this stuff, and I can't wait to not fly against this stuff. Like, flying against it is going to be painful. <laughs> yeah, well, the first ship to be like, all right, I get to play against false transponder codes. Come on, unlock me. Bring the jams. Bring this, pump up the jam. Pump it up. I feel like this card is based off the GSP Space Jam event. Hey, you know what? It could have been Max's Brook just like swan song to us. <laughs> I, I'm going to believe that it is. I'm, this is for us, guys. Space Jam right there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we our very first set of online events that we ran uh, at the start of the pandemic was a Space Jam series. So that's what we're referring to. Alrighty. Um, <laughs> some people in the chat saying, I'm scared. The suite is so good. It can be. It gives you a lot of options, I will say. It, it does give you a lot of options. Is it going to be the most optimal? I don't know. But it does give you options where you could end up jamming, a, uh, jamming an enemy ship. You have a third die and a focus or something like that you you can make yourself a three agility ship with mods but you can also mm -hmm. if you need that high ceiling you jam yourself and now you have three agility but you probably don't have a token at that point but if you need to roll three dice you got the option there unless you're 
uh, what what with with stand or what was that thing called with what? night stand. Whoa, <laughs> what are you talking about? What, what, what ship were we just looking the last, at? The last ship. Whir whirlwind? Uh, whirlwind. Whirlwind. You know, nightstand. <laughs> right, but nightstand has to have engaged. I'm talking about if when they're when they're defending. Yeah, when they're defending. But yeah, you see, I mean, I'm just saying it still defends that with three agilities, and it can still gain a bunch of tokens. Yep. On the way out. Mm -hmm. and nightfall can set up all the jams as well just like fly by because that's the, that's the thing depending on the cost of of the uh, enhanced jamming suite you got somebody like nightfall just going out and just sweeping the field with jam tokens and ever all the whispers like look we're three agility ships now i knew there was a night something that's why i was thinking <laughs> night <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. of course yes so uh, those are the two cards. Um, excited to see how they come to fruition again. They are being released September 24th. Now, there's a couple of folks in our chat saying that AMG may have addressed the Thai Whisper base thing, but I'm waiting to actually get a link so that I can listen to AMG say it myself before we re report that as fact. I have no idea. As of right now, we're going to call that speculation. But uh, all the evidence I have seen personally says there needs to be some type of solution. We'll find out what it is when it comes. But we are jumping to this last weekend's event. It was pretty awesome. We had the Jetta Galactic Championship qualifier. And um, it was it, – it's – was was popping off there was a lot of people who were playing and we are starting at the very top the very top of the mountain to go over um to go over these lists we're gonna break them down for you if you didn't catch it it is available for our, our twitch subscribers to watch now um live and of course the videos will be going up on our youtube channel uh, in the next week or so Let's go ahead and switch on over so that we can start breaking down some lists. All right. Marcel, you want to start with the champion? Yes, so the champion. Uh, so the champion is my formerly disowned friend. He's, he's, he's allowed to be my friend again. Uh, Andrew Durham. You guys might also know Andrew as the uh, as the squid, the Leviathan, <laughs> or whatever you want to call him, the Kraken. Uh, when we did the Wednesday night uh, uh, Gold Squadron match against the the, the Kraken, Andrew was uh, well uh, was autopiloting that thing, and he flew a list that William and I are very familiar with. Uh, it's Major Von Reg with. Um, Lone Wolf and Afterburners, and then Kylo Ren and the TIE Silencer with Supernatural Reflexes, Prime Thrusters, Proton Torpedoes, coming in at 188 points. Uh, the same list that uh, Doug Howe has been flying during the XTC uh, for Team USA. Um, yeah, and I believe Andrew, uh, I heard the interview at the end, I believe Andrew said he was tapping into doug's brain a little to see uh, both the matches that he had recorded or he had that he saw on stream plus just asking him questions about it um and yeah it's, it's a 
I mean, it's not an easy list to fly for sure. Um, it's uh, actually I also flew this for <laughs> for, for, <laughs> for the uh, showdown. For the showdown, and my Von Reg survived like a whole two turns. <laughs> turns out he, he's not a good jouster. Turns, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> there you go. You you corrected yourself. You continue. But uh, yeah, I, you know Andrew and Doug are way better at this, and the results prove it. Yeah, it's it's a super cool list. Um, Kylo Ren with supernatural prime thrusters is the most annoying ship to play against if you're not an I six. Even if you're an I six, it's so annoying. But um, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know how. It, it's not, it's not fun to play against to chase it around because you're, you can't really catch it. Um, so yeah, congratulations, Andrew. Uh, good guy, well deserved, and uh, happy for him. Alrighty, and then runner up, we had out of. Oh, by the way, uh, Andrew Durham's out of Canada. Then out of Kentucky, we had Donald Williams. Go ahead and break it down, Will. All right. Donald Williams rocking four HMP gunships. Uh, they all have the repulsors lift stabilizers, allowing them to do the, that side slip maneuvers. Um, starts off with DGS-047. Uh, it's the one that gives you free locks when you attack. Uh, with uh, Diamond Boron Missiles, Zam Wessel, and Probe Joids. So really a support piece in here um, because the HMPs have that networked aim. They really like having locks, um, as many locks as possible. Uh, and that's basically 047's job is to get locks out there for the team. Um, the rest of them are two Geonosian prototypes uh, with the MVPs um, that we had for Donald um, in his previous games um, on stream, not so much the final. Uh, they, they, I don't think they ever made an appearance in the final, actually, which is uh, why, uh, like I said, it, uh, he might have gotten second place because uh, those Discord missiles were the, launching the buzz droids out uh, were absolutely clutch in a lot of games. Um, the two G notions also have the single laser cannons for three dice guns up the front. Um, then rounding it out uh, is a Bactoid drone. That's an initiative one um, with concussion missiles and K2B4. Um, that's the relay that allows you to spend a calculate uh, to add an evade unless the opponent uh, gains one strain token. So a little bit of defense there. And honestly, it's, uh, we saw a lot of varia uh, variations on 4-inch HMPs in the top cut. Uh, but I think the, the perfect balance of uh, using, utilizing the Discord missiles, having the extra support uh, with uh, 047, giving out locks with Zam and the Dark One probe droids. And then uh, I think, actually, I think all of the... HMP's been rocking the K2B4 for a little bit of defensive tech. Um, and then, yeah, uh, flew mostly in formation. Had to break up a couple of times uh, to find um, the, uh, the a better engagement. 
Um, but yeah, Donald uh, flew them very well. Even flew them uh, this morning. He couldn't get enough of it. Uh, <laughs> I was watching him on stream. He's still playing them for HMPs. He was riding, riding high still. Riding high still. Hey, I mean, when you got a good thing, man, you just let it ride. Alrighty. Now, before we jump to, as we continue down, I do want to do a quick faction breakdown. A lot of people like their faction breakdowns. Here it is. You actually can see this chart as well as the full Jetta bracket on our website, goldsquadronpodcast.com, as well as the other events that we've had. Just go under the uh, Galaxies 2021 section and go to Galaxies results. The newest event will always be on the top. So, faction breakdown, uh, we had a top 32 because of the number of players we had a total of 19 separatists 18 republic 32 rebels 35 scum 32 imperial players 10 resistance and 18 first order now when it came to the cut conversion let's go ahead and compare some of those numbers so 19 separatists came in five made it into the cut 18 republics came in four made into the cut so it's pretty consistent so far then you get to the 32 rebels guys only two only two made it in that's a little bit rough uh then uh scum 35 total present only five made it in i know five sounds like a big number compared to the other ones but compared to the total faction representation not not a great conversion very similar for empire had five representatives in the top 32 then the resistance brings in two out of ten so that's uh that's 20 percent. not too bad not too bad but the first order the first order Nine out of the 18 players who brought first order made it into the top 32. That sounds like a successful run for the first order. That is a 50% cut conversion, guys. That is, um, that's interesting. Um, I'm curious. I, I, I didn't watch much this weekend, just on and off. So I don't, I, I don't know, like, what kind of lists there were. Mm -hmm. or, you know, if they were all like the same AC type of lists or, or some Malrus things, but um, but that's definitely, I mean that that's 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 a change. I'm surprised there, and I'm also curious just in your guys' opinion, um, on the Rebel. Like, Rebel have the tools. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have some of the best ships out there with those A wings now, and then you know some of the additional tools. I think probably. It, you know, my mind goes to I think some people are, are leaning too heavily into the tech and not going back to like what's what's traditionally worked. And they're trying mm -hmm. to lean too heavily into Hera and some of the new A-Wings where like, you know, the old Han, Han Solo and the YT-1300 regen solo dash, you know, double tapping dash. Like some of those are still really good. I wonder if just people are, are leaning a little too heavily into the you know, into the like token stacking Hera stuff, and people just know how to know how to beat it. Well, half there was of those thirty-two rebel lists, over half of them had Hera in it. So there's a lot of people who are bringing Hera. Uh, that's that's a lot of the answers that we did end up having there. But um, I, I I am agreeing with you. I think some of those. That that four ship rebels that people have seen, people have identified how to beat it. 
You identify how to beat it. You you gotta go. Uh, generally, if you're going against that uh, Hera, Garvin, Jan, and Benthic two tubes, you gotta take out the the Hawk first or the Jin carrier first, whichever one that is. You take it out, you come in fast, and you trap them in the corner. Because what they'll do, they'll do this just like little one forward, trying to do it. And if you get them in the middle of the board, it's not great. But if you can go quickly, trap them in the corner, and make it so they don't have anywhere to go, it's going to be a bad day for the Rebellion. Just saying. By the way, Rebel players out there, you've been found out. Time to it, time to evolve. Let's go. All right. <laughs> All right. As we continue, Craig Bradford brought another flavor here in third place of uh, quad HMPs. And by the way, with this top 32, if there's a very similar list, we're just going to kind of mention it and move on. Different flavor here just a little bit. We had uh, cluster missiles and mag pulse warheads on all of them. We continue to Clint Hewson in fourth place, bringing our first uh, Republic list that we're going to talk about today. We had Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Delta-7 uh, with R2 Astromech. That is a regen droid with Delta-7. Plo Koon with Patience and CLT. And Ahsoka Tano in the Delta-7 with the 7B configuration and R2 astromech for region 191 points uh, this is just you got two ships to punch out there with the 7b and plo Koon is out there um you know throwing out tokens and making sure to keep those uh those weapons disabled off of uh, of their friendly ships so that they can be shooting at all times i will say clint has had a lot of experience with lists like this um clint was playing this back in 2019 a very similar list where uh, he was still flying three jedi so he had a lot of experience not surprised to see him as a player out of uh, out of st louis who uh, who's quite good i believe he's one of the hosts on the uh, midwest scrubs podcast check him out all right then we get christopher patrick aka crispy what do we got here marcel so uh, we've got a vader defender um with jamming beam and then death rain with uh, a lot of stuff trajectory simulator advanced proton torpedoes diamond boron missiles weapon system officer uh is that electro proton bombs is that, electro like proton point bombs uh, and then um, I couldn't see the last one, but it's all oh, thermal detonators. Thermal deaths, yeah. Um, and Death Rain is the one that gets to take actions when dropping bombs, I believe, right? Yep. Um, wow. <laughs> I don't know. What to, I mean, Tide Defender and Electro Proton Bombs. Um, was this top four or top eight? That would have been top eight at this point. Top eight. Uh, it's still, still super impressive. I would... I would love have I would love to have seen that electro proton bomb hit some stuff. The, was was it on stream and did you guys did it trigger? It, it was the it, best bomb I've ever seen. Oh God! Okay, I, I, it I was fantastic. It I gotta. Watch I think it, it did uh, five total shields and ionized two ships. Wow, pretty good. Top eight game. Would recommend. Would recommend. It was very fun to watch. But, yeah, we got to see uh, Ty v D. Vader out there. Pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, big, 
big big ups to um to a lot of the people here i mean it seems like the the list were pretty very very cool by the way just want to point out another appearance of diamond boron missiles if you're sleeping on that missile it's good guys it is good splash damage it gives you have a three die attack especially if you're carrying around on a two die attack ship and you have the potential for splash damage take a look at it guys take a look at it all right next we have ernastis romanowskis what do we have will all right ernastis brought a boba fett in the fire spray and captain nim in the skurg uh, Boba's got uh, Fearless, Proxy Mines, Proton Bombs, False Transponder Codes, Hull Upgrade, Ablative Plating, and the Andrasta title. Uh, the Andrasta title gives you a reload and that second bomb slot. This way you get Proton Bombs and Proxy Mines. Normally reserved for only Emon, uh, but not in this bombing list. It isn't. Um, so you get uh, the ablative plating as well, which allows you to, I believe it, the exact word is, if you uh, suffer a damage, you can spend one of its two charges to not suffer the damage um, on a friendly bomb. Only friendly there. Um, so a lot of automatic damage, utilizing some of the best upgrades out there, the false transponder codes as well, and fearless. Uh, so that's a very, very scary boba. Uh, then you have Captain Nim uh, with expert handling for the white bear roll, ion cannon turret for uh, the extra arc. Dengar uh, says if you shoot and you either have to remove a green token or risk rolling a die, you can remove a green token on Dengar gun, right? Am I going crazy about that? Oh, you, you can, for sure. Yeah, it's either or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you if you choose not to remove a green token, there's a chance for damage. That's right. That's right. Uh, then all the bombs as well. You got seismic and proton bombs um, because both of them work with trajectory simulator given to the Skurg through the Havoc title. And of course, has a hull upgrade as well. Um, so, uh, man, I'm, I'm sad we didn't get to get uh, Anestus on stream because uh, this looks like a crazy build. Uh, to work as well. It kind of reminds me of the Vader Death Rain, to be honest with you. I have one ship who just comes in, starts launching as many bombs as possible before they go out, and then you have a, uh, a super thick in-game piece that just tries to solo the rest of uh, the whatever's left for the opponent after all the bombs have dropped. So super, yeah. super cool to see. Yeah, Ernastus fought against Clint Houston, that Republic list in the top eight. That I bet that would have been an awesome match to watch. We ended up we were we were we were on another one, but Ooh, Clint had the one ninety one to Ernastus is one ninety three. Uh-huh. Oh man. <laughs> Probably was it was a was a tough one for the scum, but let's right. let's keep it moving here. Brian Barry Barter, another one of our top eight competitors, brought your uh, what you expect with the rebels out there with Hera, the only uh, Hera Benthic Garvin, uh, and Kyle Katarn in the in the in the Hawk. The only changes here that are a little bit different, of course, Hera um, has vectored cannons. 
with the decision to bring it there to be able to have some answers out the back arc one of the awkward things that can be an issue with Hera is getting shots and being in a safe place so having that back arc can make a difference we move down here Cam Murray Zamgo Zam and Django pretty standard build out there bidding all the way down to 189 uh, that's the way it's loaded out we have Zam with Dooku thermal detonators false transponders and Django with Palpatine thermal detonators false transponders starting to t show you what is important in this build this is definitely cam just trying to find the basement the absolute basement and i would say now here's here's a question for you guys if i was a zamgo player and i'm trying to go even lower what's the next thing you take off transponders no you you switch out uh you switch your force user to um a recon specialist what is that called now? Perceptive co-pilot? Perceptive co-pilot. Oh, co -pilot? you mean the double focus? Yeah, the double focus. Oh, no, no, no. Because it, it only gives you um, a, a couple extra points, and it leaves you unmodded for... It leaves you unmodded when you when you boost and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. Boost so I would shoot more. Yeah, I would, I would, if you're going to drop Palpatine, I would drop Palpatine in favor of Lone Wolf, uh, so you can still at least retain the, type uh, of mod. What's the other crew member that's popular on that? Season Navigator on Django? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Season Navigator, but it's also mm -hmm. 9 points. It's also a little on the pricey side. But yeah, you can if you throw in um, uh, Lone Wolf on there, it it, it 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 gives you points to be able to do keep the transponder codes. How much is Palpatine? 14? That sounds about Expensive. right. Yeah, so that, that gives you 9 points extra. That drops you at 180. So... Um, that that lets you take something else with, with uh, that that Palpatine slot, um, or even some hollow grade. You know, got to gotta, gotta, just, gotta just love the hollow unhappy. That's right. Yeah, Dooku is ten points. Palpatine currently is fourteen. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. So we'll we'll keep going down here. Nicholas Duran brings us our next flavor of first order. Take it, Marcel. Okay, here we go. Uh, so Nicholas Durand is flying, flew the hollow with proud tradition TN3465, the tie FO with automated targeting priority, and then three Zeta Squadron survivors with uh, actually one of them with automated target priority, uh, ATP, and two of them with special forces gunner. So it's a five ship list. It's uh, something we've seen before, but it, he's his own little variants. I think those special forces gunners bring, bring, bring uh, a good amount of pop that other variants of the hollow plus four don't bring. So um, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's anything too unique. We've seen many versions of this before and uh, hollow and, other things is, is good <laughs> yep yeah we'd be doing a disservice to ryan if he didn't mention uh that this is a hyperspace valid list uh one of the few ones that uh that made it into the cut and we're still hyperspace in an extended event that's right that's right okay and next we have 
one of our locals, Nick Tobin, making the top 16 with uh with some with a, with another flavor. Our second, only our second Rebels here. Um, what do we got? Hi, uh, Nick Brandt. Uh, so the the same Hera, Garvin, and Kyle we've seen. This Garvin's loaded up. Uh, with selfless and R2 astromech. Uh, so you get uh, weapons disabled for some shields back to be able to protect uh, your friends um, with the selfless. Uh, Kyle built out as normal, Jenner, Soap, Moldy Crow. But the twist here though, instead of taking Benthic or another person who is like generating focuses, it's a Rogue Squadron E-Wing. Mm -hmm. uh, with fire control system and R3. Uh, being able to take two long range locks and then have rerolls with fire control system. And honestly, this I think this is what the, um, the Heritani lists need. And they need a ship that could actually benefit from all of this support from Hera and the different focus actions and things um, and be able to push into the end game. Like Benthic, if it's just Benthic left, like you're not going to be able to pull off the victory. Um, but with this Rogue Squadron, though, uh, you do have a lot higher chance because it has six health and three agility. Uh, like it's like I said, someone who could really benefit from as many focuses or evades you could throw at it. And it's a false transponder nightmare. It is a false transponder. Good call, Marcel. Like, uh, yeah, with the double locks, it's like, yeah. Django and Zam, no, you you guys don't have locked or those false transponder codes anymore. Bosk, no, get out of here. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so really like looking into the meta and finding a good control or a good piece uh, that fits into there to help them progress through. And honestly, those false transponder codes have been uh, maybe the reason why these Heritanis haven't been able to progress all the way into the cut, uh, even though they get a lot of play. I will say though, with those Thai whispers coming in, Heratani going is starting to get a little bit, little bit worse and worse. People be dishing out those jams. You got to watch out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Gotta watch out. All right, Vivek Eshloff, another one of our top sixteen competitors, brought Kovanel, Noden, yes, Noden in the transport. Finn and Nimi. This is an interesting. Let's go ahead and break this down. We got Kovanel in the transport. Heroic jamming beam, Leia Organa R four hole upgrade. That's pretty, pretty standard from what you would expect from a, a Kova when people would use her. She's a great piece all on her own. Then you got Noden. Noden Tavdry in the transport as well. Jamming beam. Plasma torpedoes. C3PO. Corsella. R4 Astromech. And hole upgrade. And if you're not familiar with what... Um with what Noden does, I wouldn't blame you. It is a, it is one of those pilots you don't see too often. So let's go ahead and pull up her entry here uh, in the list builder. We have Noden Chavdry ability. After you coordinate or are coordinated, if you have two or fewer stress tokens, you may perform one action on your action bar as a red action, even if you are stressed. So you have the opportunity to 
coordinate a friend and then have an action for yourself setting up you know some torpedo you have plasma torpedoes out there but you're also getting the calculate from c3po after you after you coordinate as well so i mean this is this is just action economy central and then corsella's out there saying all right now let's go ahead and get rid of all the stress tokens that it takes to do that Really cool list. Um, it is something that I've seen a couple people I know. Uh, a good friend of the show, Crazy Vulcan, has been a fan of Noden for a while. And uh, it is cool to see it actually progress here. Was also joined by Finn with Heroic and Automated Target Priority. And Nimi with uh, Just Jamming Beam and S-Foils. All righty. Next, we had Tara Devlin with uh, a simple but effective list. What was that, Marcel? Uh, a better use of tie aggressive. So I don't see any Sloans here. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, Sinar specialist tie aggressors um, with dorsal turrets and two of them with tracers. It comes in at 200 points. So it's a um, relatively... Simple and straightforward list, uh, and you know a lot of people were saying that tie aggressors are not good, and and the only thing that makes them good is Sloan. But I think this year's you know you, you get a ship that has two arcs and it's cheap enough. Two dice will put in some work. I mean, uh, we've seen that with even the Trade Federation drones, like. You, you don't need more than two dice, especially with those tracers. You can get uh, double-modded shots on those, on those two dice. Um, yeah, they'll put in work. And with two agility and five hull, right? I mean, five total health. It's three and two. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, 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 they're still pretty tanky. I mean, that's uh, five times seven. That's 35 health on these things, backed by two agility on each. So pretty, pretty, pretty solid. Very solid, actually. Um yeah, I wonder if if uh, Andrew had to go through this at some point. Like, I could, <laughs> trying to arc dodge fourteen arcs would have been would have been interesting. <laughs> All right, yep, lots of lots of ships out there, and I would say Tara won a uh, an unexpected game. I would say on stream, uh, many people lost points, and T Tara was the reaper. Of those points, uh, what again? Watch the replays. It was it was very much worth it. All right. Speaking of aggressors, we got another appearance here. Catherine Sturgis bringing uh, another flavor. Go ahead, Will. All right. This time it's Lieutenant Kestel. Um, that's the I four pilot uh, wrecking uh, the same dorsal turret and thread tracer missiles. Um, if you got a cheap platform, why not throw on some cheap upgrades? Um, that I-4 is important here because uh, that Kestel is supporting them for Saber, Squadron, Ace, Interceptors, all without maneuver. Uh, so uh, you can give them uh, target locks, um, which they normally cannot take. We normally see them maybe with like discipline or something like that. Um, but this outmaneuver is makes them hit hard. Uh, you like Wedge Antilles and the X-Wing. If you think he hits hard with his three attack power and ability, uh, this list is bringing four of them. 
Uh, this sounds uh, I assume that, you know, they're not, Catherine's not jousting with this, right? Has some going over here, some going over here, and eventually these sabers will flank you and can really start putting in some heavy damage, uh, especially with that uh, added thread tracer there. Um, and Kestrel's no slouch. Being able to cancel an opponent's dice before they modify them is uh, very powerful, in my opinion. Gotta love it. Yeah, the quadruple outmaneuver is is a flex, for sure. <laughs> I do I do like that. So no no jousting there. Making sure to uh, try to catch that enemy off guard. Keep them keep them on their toes. We'll continue here. We got a couple more top sixteen lists. Jonas Malapus bringing a scum and villainy squad. Soul Sixa. That is one of the H six bombers with dorsal turret. Zam Wessel, Skilled Bombardier, and Proximity Mines. Remember, Skilled Bombardier allowing you to extend the range that you drop a bomb by one. Zam Wessel, we all, we all know where that is. Continuing here has Captain Justero with Dead Man Switch. Captain Justero is that Kirax fighter that uh, is able to perform a bonus attack after an enemy ship takes damage not from an attack, such such as like a bomb, uh, or maybe from the ability of Tarani Kolda, one of the other ships in this list, with Snapshot R5TK and Contraband Cybernetics. And of course, another deliverer of pain, Constable Zuvio in the Space Tug with Proximity minds dead man switch and delayed fuses i will say we had jonas on stream had an absolutely amazing opening in their game absolutely amazing flew it exactly as you would expect and was able to really bring all four of those ships in to be a threat soul six it went down kind of fast but the rest of the ships did end up uh doing a great job and uh and doing their part all right, we got two more top 16 list friends. We have uh, Jason Chong with another flavor of uh, Zamgo 198. The only difference between what we said before was that we have Treacherous on these. And then uh, Marcel, we had Matthew Carey bringing uh, a resistance list. What do we got there? Ooh, so we've got uh, Ray and with Rostigo, Corsella, Finn, False transponder codes and race Millennium Falcon. I think this is something that we, we, we. It's, it's, it's a pretty standard Ray build, and then ZZ with heroic proton rockets and events, uh, proton rockets and events optics, and then Tally with heroic proton rockets and events optics coming in at 198 point. Um, this is a list that we were seeing a lot, maybe like three, four rotations ago. Not like two rotations ago, we were seeing this a lot um, when the um, when the Nantex were, were a thing, this mm -hmm. was great anti-Nantex tech. Um, so this is, um, it, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a known commodity, and uh, I think it's um, it, it's it's good to see in, that, that it does well again. I like it. Yep, and uh, Matthew Carey, we had him on stream. He did lose a tough one to our eventual champion, Andrew Durham. So, um, real quickly here, Will, if you want to take a peek at the top 32 list, is there anything in there? We'll go ahead and, and we'll give a, a peek. Uh, let's bring up one each. Anything else in that top 32 that kind of tickles your fancy? Uh, Benjamin Wetton down to uh, 
Jason Miller. Anything in there just kind of of interest that you think that the people might go, huh? Um, let's see. I want to... Uh, can we talk about Kristoff? I think that's uh, that's the one I'll go for. I might be stealing Marcel's thunder with this one, but I Hit think it. it's a good good example of uh, taking a little bit of old school mixed with some new school. Um, that old school being Boba Fett in the fire spray with just thermal detonators, um, and then has Han Solo in the YT-1300 with Trickshot, as you do, uh, Forlom, Zam Wessel, Gerido, uh, and the Millennium Falcon titled there, uh, them being supported by Dace Bonearm uh, in the Hawk with Protector Gleb and Moldy Crow. I think this is super interesting. Taking what we've been, uh, what we've been calling like Hawk, uh, Bosk Fang or Hawk Bosk Jumpmaster, uh, right? And then putting in um, uh, ships that are that have been good. We just haven't seen them as much recently, and that's Boba Fett and the Han Solo, who can be absolute monsters out there with the amount of dice modification and maneuverability that both those ships have. Uh, can be very interesting. Plus, you have Dace as well. Um, to uh, give I-5 coordinates. I think this is, uh, like I said, an interesting use of uh, old school and new school. Now, guys, I have a question for you. What is, what's a name of a pilot that we did not mention at all today that has been all over the place and just kind of in one event disappeared? Uh, that, that's Bosk. Where's my lizard guy where's, at? Where's, where's he Bosk? at? Maybe maybe people who were flying them didn't want to fly them for this event. Maybe they had qualified with them already, so then they chose not to. Or maybe uh, they're trying to stay ahead of the meta, right? So if, you're, if you think Bosk is good, well, people are going to start countering Bosk. So then you had to counter the counters, essentially. Our highest placing Bosk was Brian Bombersbach. Brian Bombersbach, who was in our top 32 but did not make it out. Actually ended up losing to uh, to the Heratani list in uh, in the top 32. But you know there was there was 13 of them. There was 13 boss. So that's a, that is not a a number to sneeze at. So from those 35 scum lists, a significant portion of them being being boss and friends. It's just really surprising going through that top 16. And not saying that guy's name at all because he's been such a menace in the last couple of events. I mean, if we just go roll roll back a couple weeks to Dagobah, three of the top four lists had Bosk in it, right? Like, it was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's – I mean, I, I think it's just a um, – you know, it, it's – the, there, there's so many things that can be good, and it's just what mm -hmm. matchups you get, um, who flies it. Uh, I'm not saying that the people who flew it may not be, you know, great at it. Uh, I don't know because I don't even know who flew it or who didn't. But, um, you know, you just it's just um, it's kind of like it, it, 
Bosque is still good. They're still like just because he didn't make this make make it far in this one does not take away uh, Bosque plus two or Bosque plus three as being a a completely destructive force. I mean, it's still it's it's still a monster, and um, even if it loses, it 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 doesn't go down without without fighting. So looking looking at these lists and thinking forward to the next upcoming events, because we have a couple of well, things. You, sorry, you didn't give me mine. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Go go ahead. Go ahead. I, no, I forgot. Just, just put it in number seventeen. Number seventeen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have said anything, but I think that one. Benjamin uh, Wetton. Tri fighters. Uh. Yeah, just you got you got to give props again. Love it when ships that aren't making uh, headlines before or aren't getting far in tournaments. Uh, people think like, "Oh, those ships are bad." N- you just got to find the right the right combination with them. You've you've got to find you know the the right spices to make that gumbo soup around those ships. Uh, so yeah, so it's uh, Benjamin Wetton flying the Initiative Five. Flak, I don't even. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce this. I, I call uh, it. I call five, it the Flaka. Fighters. Flaka. Uh, wasn't it? I think it was like Aflac or something. Quack, quack, yeah, but, but it, you got you got Flak, um, Flak, ah, uh, it's called the Flaka. Flaka, skinny. Flaka. Flaka Good prototype box. droids. Uh, yeah. So you got the I five, <laughs> tri fighters with treacherous, a Techno Union bomber hyena with Discord missiles. And probe droids, um, and then you have a back toy prototype hyena with diamond boron missiles. Turns out they're good. A trade federation drone with discords and struts, and then a um, I just said a, a trade federation drone by itself at 200 points. Uh, six ships, so uh, a, a fair amount of beef, and then you have two initiative fives with three. Uh, three attack dice and three agility. I mean, that's nothing. That's nothing to laugh at. That's still two initiative five aces, where you have to deal with four other things on top of that. Yeah, it is. Uh, it was pretty cool to see them. We did get a game with them on stream. Check it out. It is pretty cool. Network calculations. It's good. It works. Having three dice helps as well. So um, looking looking through that, if we look to the future, our next Galactic Championship qualifier is Tatooine. It's happening the weekend of September 4th. Uh, it is happening during the Cape Town, South Africa uh, time zone, which uh, for any kind of reference there, if you want to go Northern Hemisphere, that's the same time zone as Berlin, Germany, which actually we do have a Berlin, Berlin, Germany event in a couple weeks as well. So our European friends, they will be covered. we got two events, and then we're going to – be back on the Western Hemisphere uh, during the Hoth Hyperspace um, qualifier. That's happening October 7th. So be on the lookout for there. Go to GoldSquadronPodcast.com. Take a look. But, yeah, we have a couple of events. I know Team USA, I mean, all the teams need to have their list locked in. Is it next week you guys got to have it locked in? Yep, by this weekend. 
there you go. And uh, we will be streaming. We are one of the streamers that's covering the uh, the XTC for the finals. It'll be seven games. We'll be starting at something like 4 or 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, United States time. Uh, in, insert jab about it being a European tournament and trying to hold back Peru and the United States. Insert that here. I'm not creative Singapore enough. Singapore as well. Not That's... only that, they, they they came out with the tentative schedule for the uh, for the you know the the tentative matchup for the ninth game. Uh huh. Uh, game one at 3 a.m. It's Peru against the United States. So brutal. <laughs> We're gonna have two sleep. I'm I'm trying to see if I can get us to play. Like, hey, let's sneak the games in, like Friday afternoon, so we can wake up at five a.m. Yeah, can we just can we do that? Can we just do that matchup? Yeah, after uh, yeah. everybody else. We just gotta find out because you gotta remember those streamers are gonna be assigned to you guys. So I know. Yeah, well, that that yeah. whole thing, that whole thing. But anywho. Um, should be fun. So make sure you guys stay tuned to Gold Squadron. We got a bunch of X-Wing action coming up. And, of course, like we mentioned at the top of the show, Gold Squadron Paint Wars coming in strong Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Make sure to tune in. Mordor is the prompt. I'm looking forward to seeing your guys' reaction to this episode. Uh, you know what? I, I want to bring up something. You, you ready? You want to spill some tea with me? You want to spill some tea? At the end of sure. each of the Paint Wars episodes, I ask mm -hmm. a very simple question. If you d Let me know in the comments down below if you agree with the judges or not. The people did not agree with the judges in episode two. There was a, a lot of people who were, uh, who were like, mm-mm, mm-mm. It was, it was interesting. Uh, I, I episode think... two was the one where the um, sea creatures. The, like, don't don't sea spoil creatures, it. Yeah. Yeah. It came out last week. There's nothing to spoil. I mean, but maybe people haven't watched it yet. Well, if you yeah. haven't watched it, that's on you. Watch it. <laughs> I mean, you literally gave them all away. Yeah, this is true. I did. In the last show. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't disagree with the judges on that one, but it was uh, it's very close, and I liked Evans a lot. Uh, like the little watermarks. All three of them were good, but um, yeah. the, the thing that I don't got, I, I, I didn't get, and you, you saw the ship in person yeah is i was trying to find in the episode he says he's gonna sneak in a g yeah i found it I, oh i couldn't find it yeah uh, like it didn't show in the or at least it's, it didn't show clearly it's there it is very subtle it is very subtle he like build it's there's a g shape and it like the ends of the g like the like the bottom, that little bottom that comes off a of capital of a G, he kind of like tails it off to something else, and the 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 top as well, he kind of wraps it around. But it, it's there. It's at least that's what I perceive as a G. He could be con completely messing with our brains. Yeah, it was fun. It it was fun. So looking forward to seeing uh, what happens. And I will tell you, I mean, we can continue to spill a little bit of tea here. So there are scorecards for each of these episodes. I will tell you that. They're not released to the public, okay? Therefore, my eyes only. But that one, that episode, real close. It was real close. So, you know, 
it, it is what it is. We got a few more episodes left with season one. We'll be going on a little bit of a break and then going off to season two. But hopefully you guys are enjoying. We gave away. Look, they're actually all, all three of them right here. We gave away all three ships from episode two already. All right. So they, they are already gone. And I am looking forward to giving some more away in the next coming weeks. By the time the next uh, event comes around, we'll, we will have released three more episodes, I think it is. So plenty, plenty of cool uh, things to be sending around the world for you guys who are watching. But uh, before we log off for the night, Will, you got any, any shout outs you want to give? Anything you want to say before we, uh, we call it a night? Uh... No, just uh, excited about XTC. I'm hoping that um, Team USA can pull it off. Um, it's on my mind right now as we're preparing lists. So I, I think we, I think we got this. Uh, it might be a little uh, jarring for people who can't wake up that early, but um, I, I think we, I think we got this though. A couple of us are gonna have hello marks on our, yeah. on our face. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we'll we're going to be fine We're going to be fine I believe I believe <laughs> Marcel You got anything else to add? Uh, no Like I said I've been kind of out of it um, Even even on the uh, On our XTC Discord uh, Both the main one And then the Team USA one I've been kind of Out of the loop And in, in everything But Um yeah, like I said, everything is 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 done. We're 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 finished with everything here, so now I can like start focusing. Oh, and I started a new job on Monday, so so um, that's why this week, like I, I quit my last job Friday, you know, to get a new job Monday, next Monday. So everything is like tossing around, and then XCC unfortunately is 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 a little bit lower in the. In, in, you know and in, in taking up mind space right now but um so what i'm it'll, it'll what jump I, back up it'll well, jump back up and it'll it'll sneak back in so it's not yeah what but, i'm what hearing is you're hedging what i'm hearing is hedging by the no. way for the finals you sure are yeah, you sure you know, you know you know why i'm not hedging why because um i i i performed worse than anyone during the I went three and three. Uh-huh. And I I stand by my by what I was saying that you don't have to be great to like you don't when you run in a relay, you don't have to be the the fastest person in the relay. You have to surround yourself and recruit the fastest people in the relay. And I believe I recruited the eight people that even if I fall my behind that the eight people that are part of Team USA will carry me to the end, so I am 100% confident in Team USA. Uh, even if my if I'm not fully there, uh, Doug, William, Tommy, Kenny, Steve, all of them, Matt, they're they're, they're gonna carry me. Um, so full confidence, not hedging bets at all. 
Fantastic. Well, hopefully you enjoyed this episode of Gold Squadron Podcast. Remember, we stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday here on our Twitch channel. So make sure to join us. Subscribe, like, do all the things that we appreciate. And, of course, thank you to our patrons. You guys are the ones that uh, make it all possible. So head over to patreon.com slash gold squadron if you want to become a patron today. Get your, get your hands on that Shadow Squadron loot. Thanks for watching. Be smart. Be safe. Gold Squadron out.